welcome back to Aesthetically Displeasing, where we talk about all things spooky, stupid, and displeasing. I'm Melanie. And I'm Nicole. And this week, I have a nice, open-ended, mysterious one for you. I didn't even realize we didn't start. (laughs) I thought that whole time was just banter. Oh, no. I forgot that we didn't start. (laughs) No, I never did that. Never did the intro. I can move intros around. I have to learn how to do that. Like, I'd have to test it out. That's true. I can do it. Well, I was just, Nicole didn't hear about the first grader who shot his teacher. Um, so I was just telling her, like, it freaks me out that my last story that I did was about kid killers, and then I'm a teacher, and then right after that, a kid shoots his teacher, and, like, mm-hmm. the first couple of days, I thought that she was going to die. Uh, unrelated, but not unrelated to our podcast. Did you see that um, Tiki responded to what cases she wants to hear in no. our second season? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it, but it's about the mysterious feet that appeared in Canada. Oh, all the um the feet that washed up on shore. Okay, well maybe I don't know anything about it, so maybe if you know more, maybe you should do it. That's I, all I know is that feet washed up on shore. Yeah, I don't. That's all I know. <laughs> okay, I guess that's all I know too. So, whoever wants to do it later on, we're gonna talk about feet. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> shit in this economy i'm gonna start selling feet pics heck yeah i was just watching something um it was a teacher on tiktok and she was like just sold my first feet pick for 75 dollars so i could go buy some whiteboards for my classroom <laughs> <laughs> but like you know what if i could do that like once a month like oh, dang like i really need some mm-hmm. new erasers like there's one foot pick you just have like a uh, a link to a store that all the things you need so for my classroom <laughs> feet pick and they're like oh, okay crayons um <laughs> but like okay but like if you buy crayons it's like just the toes oh, but then if you buy like different a class levels? set of clipboards then like it's Patreon? like yeah exactly <laughs> and if you're buying like chromebook chargers Ooh. it's it's like it's both feet a little bit of leg yeah in like some whipped cream <laughs> Um, I looked into us getting a Patreon. I, I remember it being too difficult for me to, to do. Well, and like I um pay for some of the, like I pay Patreon for some of the podcasts that I listen to. Mm-hmm. And also the website is horrible. It is not user friendly at all. Mm-mm. You guys can just Venmo us. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make an aesthetic, aesthetically displeasing Venmo. Yeah. Because we have merch. I have your shirt. <gasps> You do? Yeah. Where's it at? Hold on, I'll go. I'll see it. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. <gasps> it's so cute. Oh my god, it looks so nice. Ooh, and it's soft. Did you get on, on Shopify or whatever? Oh, no, I'm really bad about that. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I made I made a ton of different stuff and I figured <clears throat> okay, I'm really bad at like being creative with that kind of stuff. But I made, like, a ton of different fonts. Mm-hmm. And then I made a shirt that says, like, aesthetic and, like, has, like, the pronunciation of it. And then, like, like oh, a definition. Fun. Um, and then I have, like, a Carhartt hat. But it says aesthetically displeasing nice. with, the, with the skull with the um, candle on it. So I want to get stickers. Me too. Shopify. Printify. Printify. That's what it is. Okay, I'll look at it later. It's super cute and super soft, and you guys should totally order one. 
they have no way of ordering it. Message us if you want one. <laughs> if you're interested in, like, tell us what kind of merch you want. I don't know. I don't know what kind of merch. Well, would you guys? Want. Yeah. Water bottle stickers. I can do that. That's the in thing right now. We got to make a ton of different stuff, ton of different stickers. Those that would be really easy to do, though. Okay, done. Nice. Okay. You ready? Yeah. All right. So, often called the Stonehenge of America, the Georgia Guidestones have been a mysterious attraction for nearly 40 years, beginning with their mysterious art and continuing through their violent end. Did you know that they had an end? No. The monument's creators believed that there was going to be some sort of worldwide disaster, and they wanted the monument to serve as a guide for humanity in the world, which would exist after it. So, like, they, like they're guidestones for after the apocalypse. Uh, oh. The guidestones have been a source of conspiracy since the time of their erection and would eventually come under the scrutiny of Georgia politicians. You said erection. I did say, <laughs> I did say erection, and I was trying to think of a different word, but they were erected because they're these huge slabs of granite that were, like, inscribed upon, and then they were erected. <laughs> they were placed upright in their spot. That makes me erect. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only word that's good for it. Okay, so... It gets a tiny bit political, but I just want to tell everyone, it's not that serious. <laughs> Please don't email us. <laughs> oh, God. All right. The Guidestones' mysterious origins go back to the summer of 1979 when a man who called himself R.C. Christian came to Elberton, Georgia in search of both a granite firm to execute his design for a monument and a suitable site for the construction of it. So, he's also 78. So. At this time? Or yeah, now? in 1989. Okay, so keep in mind that this is during the Cold War. So, this guy, in a pseudonym, walks into Elberton Granite. Because um, the city of Elberton is, it's like northeast of Athens, so it's kind of in the middle of nowhere, but like closer to bigger cities. Okay. Um, And it's sometimes called the granite capital of the world because they sit on such a huge um, deposit of granite. So this guy walks into Elberton Granite and he meets Joe Fendley, who's like the person who runs it. And he's like, hey, my guy, I want to make this huge monument. I want to erect a monument. Yeah, he's like, I want to erect a monument. And he tells him some of his plans. And Joe Fendley is a part of the Freemasons in that area. And so the Freemasons would often, like, play jokes on each other. So he's like, oh, like, this is obviously a prank. Like, this is the dumbest thing ever. Because he wants it to be, like, huge. And Mm -hmm. it's, like, nothing that anyone's ever done before. So he's like, all right, weirdo. So he gives him... um. Like, this ridiculous price. Like, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And it's a price, like, way higher than what he's ever charged anyone. And the man, um, R.C. Christian, is like, okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. Can you imagine being that person that's like, fuck 
Yeah. Um, yeah. He says um, that he's part of, like, Kennedy told him that he was part of a group that wanted to erect this monument. Um, and so Fendley gives him this huge number and he's like, okay. And then RC Christian's like, all right, um, are there any good banks in the area? Which Fendley is also really surprised about because usually people have, um, like they already have a bank, like they already know exactly how much they can spend. Right. But RC Christian did it the opposite way. He was like, okay, give me a number and now I'll go set it up with the bank. I mean, yeah, fair. So Joe Fendley is like, who is this freaking guy? So he sends him over to his own um, bank, which is Granite City Bank. Everything's granite. It's like the only <laughs> part of Georgia have. where not everything is peaches. This part of Georgia is all granite. Granite. So he sends him over kitchens. to, yeah, he sends him over to Granite City Bank because he's friends with the president. So his name, uh, the president of the bank is Wyatt C. Martin. So right after he meets with Joe Fenley, he just walks right over to the bank. <laughs> Doesn't set up an appointment or anything. And so he walks in and he's like, hey, um, I need to set up a line of banking here. Because he had all of the money, but it needed to be brought into Elberton oh. to pay Fendley. So he wasn't asking for a loan. Holy. He was asking to like wire money to this bank mm -hmm. so he goes and he meets Wyatt C. Wyatt C. Martin mm -hmm. um, and he tells him that he is part of a conservation minded group and that they want to erect this monument and so Wyatt C. Martin was like okay <laughs> like he's not asking for a loan or anything so he's just like right. okay so he tells Martin that he also wants him to be like the liaison between him and the construction workers for some reason, even though he's just the president of a bank. Um, and so they're like talking about the numbers and stuff. And Martin's like, okay, like if you have this money, we can do this, but right. I'm not going to start anything with you when you're getting, oh, cause sorry to backtrack a little bit. He told Wyatt C. Martin, he said, my name is not RC Christian. <laughs> he said, is he said, this is a fake name. I don't want anyone to know who's behind this project. And my group doesn't want anyone to know who's behind this. What? He says that he chose the last name Christian because he was a Christian. Nice. So he wants it to be completely anonymous. I thought at first you were saying the guy who was going to make the monument was a fake name. I got it. No. I'm all brought the up. The guy who like Steve. has all this money and is a part of this group okay. wants to remain That's anonymous. Weird. So Martin's like, okay, so... You're telling me that you have hundreds of thousands of dollars to just immediately start sending. Mm -hmm. But you're also telling me that you are not RC Christian. So he's like, I need some sort of proof of identification. Like, we have to do something. So RC Martin says, okay, I will tell you what my real name is. RC Christian. Christian. Thank you. Sorry. RC Christian is like, okay, I'll tell you what my name is, but you have to sign an NDA. Oh, my God. So there is one person in this entire story who actually knows who R.C. Christian is, and that's Wyatt Martin. And he never told anyone who he was. Did he say that they were like, like, it's real juicy who it is? I don't. Well, so his. I need to know if it's just like lame or if it's But like that's really the thing. Weird. So his family says, like his family and friends say that he was like a really upstanding guy. So either like 
the name, like who he actually was, like didn't have any significance for him. And he was just like, okay, you can remain anonymous. Or it was someone of significance, but he was such an upstanding guy that he never let on. Like he just like acted really casual about it. So he never told anyone who he was. Did he die? Yeah. He took that secret to his grave, who this man was. I hate when people do that. You have to write something down. I know. Who is this guy? And why does he have hundreds of thousands of dollars? Hey, when I die, there's, um, it's like the box of SpongeBob where you open it and it looks like it's an empty box. Yes, but then then you pull the string. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Everyone needs one of those. Yeah. Secret box. No. Wow. So he took that secret to the grave of who R.C. Christian is. Um, so R.C. Christian also wanted to, like, he and his group wanted to remain so anonymous that the money was sent to the Granite City Bank from multiple banks around the country. Oh, my So that would be harder to track and so that it would be harder to figure out what the grand total was, which I don't know exactly why that matters. But grand total of the monument? Yeah. Oh, like, he also wanted to remain anonymous how much exactly the monument cost. Or he just wanted more money. <laughs> no, this was R.C. Christian. R.C. Christian wanted the price of the monument to remain anonymous. So he says. That's true. Yeah, he he's told ke- his followers. He's keeping he it right like- for- no, it wasn't, it wasn't his followers. He said that he was a part of a group. That's weird. I know. It's super, super strange. Um. So, so he gets the money. Mm-hmm. So the first $10,000 comes in and um, Martin goes to Fendley and he's like, hey, your guys can start working. Like, we have money. Mm-hmm. Like, a week or two after, like, immediately. They just have cash. Wow. Um. So R.C. Martin came in um, to Wyatt Martin's. Oh, my gosh. Why do I keep saying R.C. Martin? Excuse me. R.C. Christian comes into Wyatt Martin's office, gives him a box of a downscaled version of what the monument is supposed to look like, including mm-hmm. all the inscriptions, and then 10 pages of details of how he wants this made. And it's really, really, really complicated because it includes eight languages, none of which he provides translations for, <laughs> besides the English one. So he's like, okay, here's what it's supposed to say in English. I also want it to be in, what was it? It was Spanish. Sorry, okay. So he gives it to him in English. He also wants an Arabic, Chinese, Hebrew, Hindi, Russian, Spanish, and Swahili, but doesn't give them the translations for it. And when is this in? This is 1989. So like you can't just put it in Google Translate. Yeah, you can't put it in Google Translate. So um, Martin and Fendley had to do some of the heavy lifting. So they had to, um, I mean, they're also in the Bible Belt. So I'm sorry, they're not going to go find someone who speaks Swahili down the street. So they have to go to universities in Georgia and to, um, they're like new people in New York, um, Mm -hmm. like in a more more diverse area and had to like call them and be like, hey, uh, could you translate this into Swahili and Arabic for me? Oh my God. So he had all these detailed plans, but not the translations. Um, He also wanted it, and I'll go into this later, um, there's also going to be like a lot of uh astrological significance to it so even the like exact spots that they were supposed to be erected had to be completely exact with their measurements but he didn't give them any of these details when he wanted to get a like a price like a quote i'd be like yeah now it's a lot more money 
And maybe they did that later. It didn't say that. That's why he asked well, for Well, I mean, money. they already knew that it was going to be like a huge feat because it's four slabs of granite mm-hmm. that are 16 feet tall and inscribed. And then a square that's a couple feet thick to go on top of them. So they already knew like it was going to be a huge project. Yeah. But remember, he did also quote him more than he's ever quoted anyone. So he, he gave himself some a little cushion. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he gives him these 10 pages and the little the little mini replica replica of it. And uh I thought it was way more than this. I know. I thought it, it looks really circle. simple. It's um an X. Okay. So you might not be able to see it. So it's an X and then with a square slab on top. Gotcha. So in the plans he says that this monument was going to be inscribed with wisdom for the ages suggestions or directions that would lead humanity into a new age of reason and he said that the stones would function as a compass calendar and clock and should be capable of withstanding catastrophic events because remember he's thinking there's gonna be like a nuclear war or something and they have to leave these rules for mm-hmm. people who survive us <laughs> he's like the hey uh, build this <laughs> monument that can withstand nuclear warfare how do they test that out <laughs> i don't know um he did say in passing um that he wanted it to be better than stonehenge because he visited stonehenge and he said that it was impressive but not super impressive because it didn't have a message on it <laughs> Oh, my God. She's like, it's going to be better than Stonehenge because mine's going to have words. Many words in many different yeah. languages. <laughs> what if what if they did have words at one point? They absolutely could have and just gotten weathered away. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, he also told Martin that he wanted the monument to be in a rural area away from major cities and tourists. Hmm. Which is really interesting because usually monuments are in cities. Like, you want people to see them. You want people, mm-hmm. like, to want to go see it. But he wanted it in the middle of nowhere. So. It's when the nuclear war hits and everything falls. Yeah. Um. So they were kind of talking about exactly where it would be. And Fendley and. um. I'm so sorry. What is happening? <laughs> so Fendley and Martin were like let's just do it here in Alberton. And at first Christian wasn't totally up for that, but they were like, no, like it's super, super nice here. We already have all the granite. It's going to be so expensive to move it away. And then they tell him that this area is close to what Cherokee Indians called Alihili Alohi or the center of the world. And after he heard that, R.C. Christian's like, oh, yeah, I want this in the center of the world. And I don't know if that's actually, like, something Cherokee Native Americans said, or if they just made it up. So they didn't have to move it? Yeah, so they didn't have to move it. Why is he making all the decisions for his group? He's, like, the spokesperson, I guess. He's the leader. It's a cult. I don't know. He doesn't say anything about being the leader. He says, like, leaders me and my that group. Leaders don't That's true. Um, so... One of the contractors 
that worked for Fendley was also part of the Freemasons. And he's like, hey, guys, I've got this big hill in my cow pasture. And, like, when you stand on that hill, you have a 360 view of Elberton. And, like, it's really pretty. So they take Christian there and show him. And he's like, yeah, this is exactly where it should be. So they, it's actually a cow farm. (laughs) Or used to be on a cow farm, (laughs) interestingly enough. And it's out in the middle of nowhere. Sounds pretty. I know. I mean, it definitely sounds pretty, but. You didn't go to these when you were in Georgia? No. Keep on listening. Okay. It's so weird. Okay. Because <laughs> when you moved to Georgia, I sent you a podcast on these, yeah. right? I don't remember anything from that podcast. <laughs> I typed in Georgia Gladstones. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, I was skipping around in my notes. Okay, so... Here it is. Okay. So, Fendley and his workers got started mm-hmm. on the monument. Um, it consists of four huge blue granite slabs because that's, that's, that's what Elberton is known for. The granite that they're on is like a grayish blue. So, it's really expensive. Um, so, it's four huge rectangles. A center stone known as the Noman Stone and time capsule but Fendley and his group never see this time capsule wait the time capsule is just like ironically there already no the time capsule was part of the plans that were written out he's saying there's also going to be a time capsule here okay but they were never given the time capsule got it it took nine months to complete so not crazy long that's pretty quick it was 119 tons and was made out of 951 cubic feet of granite. It supported more than 4,000 sandblasted characters and letters, which were about four inches in height each. Wow. Yeah. So there was a lot of work put into this. So the inscriptions on the guidestones were meant for current and future generations, people believe. So sandblasted along the square capstone on top of the structure was a message that said, let these be guidestones to an age of region. Sorry, let these be guidestones to an age of reason. Um, They're in Babylonian, Egyptian hieroglyphics, Sanskrit, and classical Greek. Wow. That's the square on top. The four granite slabs each weighed 42,137 pounds and are a little over 16 feet in height, listed 10 guides for mankind in eight different languages. These are the eight languages that he never gave them a translation to. So it's basically like the new Ten Commandments, people believe. The engraved messages dealt with four major areas, Government and the establishment of a world government, population and reproduction control, the environment and mankind's relationship to nature and spirituality. Okay. So they're they're creepy. Um, so would you like to hear what the ten principles are? Yeah, I'm nervous about it. Number one, maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. So under 500 million. And at this time, the world population is 5 billion. 
Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Just a, we just got to kill a little bit. Of yeah, so that's the thing is people think, because they said, like, it's supposed to be for, like, the people that are left over, but some people believe that it was actually guide for, like, genocide. I believe it. Yeah. Number two, guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. So this kind of falls into, like, eugenics because they're saying that they want reproduction to improve fitness and diversity. Mm-hmm. So don't like that. Number three, unite humanity with a living new language. So one world language. So one that's not on these stones. Yep. <laughs> Gotta choose a different one, guys. Number four, rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Number five, protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Number six, let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. It's not a bad idea. It's not. It's kind of like the UN. Yeah. Number seven, avoid petty laws and useless officials. That's fair. That doesn't sound bad. Number eight. They have some some good points. I mean, because they're all like really vague. So you can take it how you want to take it. So like our constitution? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Number eight, balance personal rights with social duties. Number seven, or sorry, number nine, prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. And then the last one, be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature leave room for nature and leave room for nature is said twice. twice yeah weird it's super strange so they have these 10 rules in mm-hmm. eight different languages mm-hmm. there's also a lot of um astronomical things to it also it's really weird that he was a christian but he i know had a lot of like yeah astronomy aspects to it so the four large upright slabs um, are oriented to the limits of the moon's migration during the course of the year. There's an eye-level hole drilled into the Nomen Stone um, that is always that you can always see the North Star through. How? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's what that hole is for. There's a hole in the Nomen Stone to view the North Star. And then in the middle of the Nomen Stone, there's also a large slot with a hole cut through the granite orienting the monument with the summer and winter solstices. So this hole is to look at the sun and the moon just during the solstices. And and the guidestones act as an enormous sundial. Drilled through the capstones are... Um, How? Because they're four. I don't know. There's four of <laughs> I don't them. know the movement of the sun. But um, a sundial is just like this. Drilled through each capstone is a teeny tiny hole which allowed sunlight to shine on the southern face of the Nomen Stone at noon. Okay, that's fair. So that's what it is. Maybe I should listen. It's super weird. Um, So, during the construction, R.C. Christian told Fendley and Martin that his group had been disbanded. So, like, they did what they needed to do, and now they're disbanded. 
And before it was finished, he completely stepped out of the picture. He just disappeared. What? He's gone. But right before he, he did that. RC Cola. I've been wanting yep. to say that this whole time. <laughs> but before he did that, he signed over the deeds for everything to the city of Elberton. So he paid all this money and now is in no way connected to the monument. The monument and the land are owned by the city of Elberton. What? Yeah. So he owns nothing. His name is on nothing. Do you know why the group was disbanded at all? I don't, don't know. know. I think, no, because you don't even know what the group it is. Okay. So it's like this group came together to what formulate it, rules for like a new world order. My intrusive thoughts just told me it was like NSYNC. <laughs> they got in a fight. <laughs> so um, when it was dedicated and opened on March 22nd, 19. 19- 80. I'm so sorry. I got this year completely wrong. It was 1979 that oh, he went fine. in. Yeah, because it's 1980 that it was finished. Um, the There were 400 people in attendance. So, like, just a bunch of people who lived in Elberton and then news crews from Atlanta. So, like, this is, like, a big deal. Like, a bunch of people came yeah. to see this. Wait, but R.C. Christian didn't? No. Or they don't know if he did? Well, Fendley and Martin were there, I'm assuming, and they know what he looks like. That's true. But, okay, yeah, like, he handed everything over and was like, all right, bye. Thanks for doing this. Bye. What the mm-hmm. hell? I know. The keynote speaker was U.S. Congressman Doug Bernard. Is he related to Andy Bernard? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Maybe. I'm sorry. Maybe. I'll stop now. He's listening. Um, oh, crap. I didn't write down what Bernard said. He said just, like, something, like, really short. Okay. So, he was the keynote speaker, and all he said was that the monument was to guide future generations and that it should make Americans try to ecologically preserve the environment. Like, no one knew what to say about this. That's like, weird. not even this congressman that came. Yeah. Um. So... There was a bunch of conspiracy about this. So the man whose land this is on said that he would see witches come at night and climb to the top and light candles on the top of the square stone and do all of this. And there was another report that a witch had her wedding there because she said it was like a sacred and powerful spot. Okay. Yeah. So, remember, this is in 1980 in the Bible Belt. So, people did not like this. Um, It would get, like, vandalized a whole bunch. Like, people didn't like it. Mm -hmm. So, in 2005, there was a conspiracy theorist who also had a pseudonym, um, John Connor, which apparently is supposed to be a play on the resistance leader from the Terminator movies. Like, is the... Me neither. But apparently, they're like, is the resistance leader from the Terminator movies. Oh. Um, so he decided that he needed to warn the public about an evil roadside tourist attraction. Oh, my God. He said the guidestone should be smashed into a million pieces and then the rubble should be used for a construction project. So he doesn't want it to go to waste. <laughs> hey, at least he recycles. Um, he said the guidestones have a deep satanic origin and message. 
Um, a lot of locals said that the construction of them was the devil's work. A local minister warned that cult groups would visit the site and that a human sacrifice was imminent. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is like close to the start of the satanic panic. I was just about to ask that. <sighs> and then in 2009, a Wire article also noted that, um, so they claim that one of the sandblasters named Charlie Clamp, he had to spend hundreds of hours on the etching. And during this time, he was constantly distracted by strange music and voices. Okay, like in his head or? Yeah, I don't know, in his head or like around him. I don't know. Honestly, but also if I had to carve in 16-inch granite stones, I think I'd go a little nuts, so. But also, I can't believe that he would be the only person that That's would be true. doing this too. So, I don't know, crazy. Um, so over the years, it is continuing to be defaced. Um, they're spray painting it um, with slogans such as Death to the New World Order. Um, and some people are calling it as the first serious act of vandalism in the Guidestones history when um, they put polyurethane paint over it because it couldn't just be wiped off. If they wanted to get it completely off, they would have to like pressure wash it off, which could um, ruin some of the inscriptions. Yeah. yeah. In nope. September of 2014, an employee of the Elberton sorry, of the Elbert County Maintenance Department, contacted the FBI when the stones were vandalized with graffiti, including the phrase, I am Isis, goddess of love. So I don't know why he thought that the FBI needed to know about that Well, isn't in 2014. That, isn't that around the time when like Isis was Oh, that's was true. Cause it, yeah, it was 2014. Yeah. Okay. So someone described that and then he called the FBI. Mm-hmm. Um, so after that, they put up security cameras. So they didn't have security cameras there before 2014. Did they have security cameras at all monuments? I would assume so because you wouldn't want it to be destroyed. And this one's out in the middle of nowhere, too. I would have That's put true. it up. You know, that makes me think of how at Western, the, the Western Illinois sign used to always get letters taken yes. off. Why did they never have security I know. cameras? That's weird. Too cheap of a school. Um, there was a conspiracy theorist named Jay Widener um, who said that the pseudonym R.C. Christian resembles Rose Cross Christian or Christian Rosencruz, the founder of the Rosicrucian Order. So the Rosicrucian Order, and I feel like I'm completely mispronouncing that, um, but it was a group kind of like the freemasons like a group but not mm-hmm. like a cult cult in the early 17th century who basically said like that they were going to bring out rules for the new world order so this oh. is in like the 1600s that that happened um and they pointed out in the rosicrucians manifesto from 1614 that says the word rc shall be their their seal, their mark, and their creator. So that's great. That is super strange. Um they also said that it really resembles Thomas Paine's Age of Reason. Do you remember that from high school history? No. So Thomas Paine wrote a pamphlet 
1794, 1795, and 1807, which uh, basically challenges Christianity and says, like, the Bible was fake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he was a deist. So, um, yeah, so they said, like, it's just, like, Thomas Paine's Age of Reason. Oh. Yep. Um, so the controversy surrounding the Guidestones came to a head in 2022. In May, a Republican candidate for governor, Candace Taylor, deemed the site satanic and vowed to destroy it if she was ever elected. Okay. That was, like, on her freaking running platform. Like, that's what we need to worry about are and, some and, slabs. And Yeah. I'd be like, okay. Yep. Um, so then the, so this is probably about the time that Ashley Flowers did her episode on the Georgia mm-hmm. Guidestones that you sent me because then when uh, Candace Taylor started talking about it, then it gained a lot of interest on social media and a bunch of evangelical Christians and conspiracy theorists started freaking out about it more. Oh um, goodness. So there was a day in the summer that Logan and I were going to go to the Guidestones so it was right after you sent me this, but mm-hmm. he like had to work overtime or something and he was too tired and it was like an hour and a half away from our house. So we didn't go. The next day, July 6th, 2022 at like 3 a.m., someone um, tried to destroy them. There was an explosion and one, yeah, one entire slab was destroyed. The top third of another one was destroyed. Oh my goodness. Yeah. They set off like a little mini bomb and they did, they caught the explosion on video. They caught the person on video and they caught their car on video and no one's ever been caught. But yeah, no one's ever been caught. That's weird. I know. Or it's the Bible belt and they know who did it and they didn't care because they were like, bring these satanic granites oh, down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> satanic granite. Um, <laughs> yeah. So after it was exploded, they just tore the entire thing down. It's not there anymore. Why would it was they completely do that? demolished? I know. And the time capsule that was supposed to be there has never been found. <gasps> Have people looked for it? Yeah, they looked for it. And it's they never found it. Yep. And no one was ever found. How are we gonna know what our new rules are when the world starts over? Hopefully someone has printed them out. <laughs> It all eight <laughs> someone jotted it down but yeah that's the georgia guidestones that's creepy they're may yeah i didn't know they i didn't know they got ruined mm-hmm. i didn't know they were yeah, taken down just last summer yeah so funded by an anonymous person or people mm-hmm. and we're super controversial and then someone bombed them basically that's crazy i know it's so creepy and like I don't know. Like, I don't know if it was, like, a famous person who did it who was, like, I got all this money. Right. Like, how about I stir up some shit? Or if it was, like, an actual, like, crazy group that really believed that the end of the world was coming and they had to give them these rules. But if this was so important to them to the point where the locations, the locations had to be so specific and then they just, like, were, like, cool, it's done. I'm washing my hands of it. That's weird. I know. It's really, really strange. Or, like, they are, like, famous people. I don't know. But I also, also like, the rules are really strange. Like, yeah, maintain the population under 500 million. Like, I don't like the word maintain. That's creepy. That's, like, 
Yeah, like one's birthed, you got to take one out. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. And to guide reproduction wisely is really creepy. It's really strange. And then the unite humanity with a living new language. Um, Some religious people said like it had connections to the Tower of Babel. So they didn't like that either. Oh. Because did you know, according to the Bible, everyone spoke the same language? Or there was like one like common language that everyone could speak? Do you know what the Tower of Babel is? No. So the Tower of Babel was when um, Babel wanted to build a tower that would reach heaven. Mm-hmm. But every time a worker would go up there, they would come down speaking a different language. And they couldn't understand each other anymore. And that's supposedly how, like, a bunch of different languages started was from the Tower of Babel. I know that, like, in he- in heaven you're supposed to have, like, universal languages mm-hmm. and, like, universal race and genders. Yeah. Yeah. So that is the Georgia Guidestones. They're not there anymore. You can't go see them. That's really They're sad. They're gone. I know. They were They spent beautiful. a lot of money on them. Mm-hmm. I know. And it's up on this, like, beautiful scenic hill. Um, I'm looking on Reddit. I tried to look on Reddit too and I didn't find a whole bunch. There's not a lot. Yeah. So I don't know. Do you think that they're spooky oogie? Or do you think it was just like a rich person who had like extra money? (laughs) So I could totally see like a rich person being like, hmm, I could make this real creepy. Right. But then how would you have a ton of different people from different banks sending you money everywhere? That's true. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have enough money where I could have money in a bunch of different banks. <laughs> that's that's true. <laughs> it's like uh, Catch Me If You Can, where he's like yeah. bouncing the checks off. But I mean, the money went through. Yeah. But yeah, he just complained. He became completely anonymous. And <laughs> yeah. And Wyatt C. Martin took his name to the grave. Signed an NDA and never told anyone who he was. Okay, so first thing in Reddit that I see. Someone's putting stuff on it, uh, like talking about it, and then someone puts, it needs to be smashed and destroyed, globalist depopulation. And then someone comments and said, my grandfather wrote the messages. It was helped to guide the remaining people after the nuclear apocalypse, stuff like that. The calendar and clock. And then... Someone asked who your who was your grandfather, and they said Robert Kirst Herbert Kirsten, who was a KKK supporter, and he said, no, "Ew, no, he was not." Ew, that's weird. Yeah, I don't know. There's some weird stuff on this. Yeah, it's super strange, and I don't know. I was also kind of wondering too, because I mean, it didn't happen too long ago, right? What if the um, so he was RC Christian was seventy eight in 1979 so he's no longer living mm-hmm. but what if like the children of this group now form together to make new guide stones melanie that's a good point it's just it's like just so eerie and like i also don't like that they're out in the middle of nowhere that also weirded me out that he specifically said that he didn't want it to be by a bunch of people in a major city like he wanted to be like out away so that they could be preserved so he cut his ties to this before before it, it was finished so what if like there was a mistake that was done that like basically this had to be pure 
So like they didn't care. You know what I mean? Like they made a mistake that like couldn't be rectified. I don't know. So they're like, yeah, I'm done with it. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's weird. I know. It's so strange. Yeah, they're just gone. There's nothing. There's no time capsule underneath there. We don't know who did it. But they know that there was a time capsule underneath there. No, they point. don't know that there's a time capsule. What? <laughs> yeah. So they did say like that the ground was undisturbed before they started. So they didn't go and like see a freshly dug hole. And we're like, oh, that must be where the time capsule is. Right. So they didn't know if he had put it there and somehow covered it up really well. Or they thought like maybe after it was erected, then he went up and hid it there. Without telling anyone. But no, it was never found. That's weird. And there weren't any instructions on when the time capsule should be opened either. Or, or, um, I don't know. I feel like if you're going to be that particular to have all of this kind of stuff, there were things that were just kind of like. I know. Well, and like that not, like he's, like everything is detailed so exactly, like from the position of them so that the sun can come through a tiny hole and be on the gnomon stone right at 12 but he doesn't translate it into the other languages right like yeah but how do you even think about that i don't know i'm trying to think of what happened around the time when was heaven's gate feels very heaven's gatey when did they all die i don't know let me see heaven's gate they died 1985 it does seem very Heaven's Gate, though. Mm-hmm. But but the Heaven's Gate <clears throat> group believed that when they died that they were going to get on a meteor. Right, but what if this was for the next people? Like they didn't the care launch? about... Heaven's Gate didn't care about the people that were left behind. But did they ever surface back, like Scientology? I don't know. Don't know. October 6, 2022, there's an article, Higher Than Truth, The Georgia Guidestones Revealed. Revealed. In 2020. (laughs) The Luciferian Cabal. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's dramatic. Wow, they were, like, really destroyed. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll put up pictures and everything, too it's weird and but just like the fact that like even politicians got in on it to be like if i'm elected because she wasn't the only one either she was just the one that i could find her name Mm -hmm. um but yeah that they said like if i get elected they're gonna be destroyed call me tits why do people think that i don't know it's the bible belt (sighs) on the stones it says author rc christian a pseudonym Sponsors, a small group of Americans who seek the age of reason. (laughs) Small group. I know, but then it was also crazy a small group had 
hundreds of thousands of dollars to spend on this. It'd be $400,000 today. Crazy. This is crazy. What? No, I'm just saying. Oh, just the, I know. The redstones. It's so weird. I know. And then we just like, we'll never have any answers about it. What if, what if the time capsule was part of the guidestones and now like it wasn't like a buried, like what you would think of type of. I don't know. It's gone now. Did you say RC Christian stands for Christian Rose? Yeah. That was one of the theories. That's what I thought. The end. Yeah. Just like it. Sorry, I'm no. Just it's just like a spooky story. This. I know. I'm like looking at pictures of them and stuff. This is spooky story. Yeah, a lot of people theorize that it's Herbert Kirsten. Who's that? Uh, he attended the University of Notre Dame and the University of Iowa. Nice. And he lived in Fort Dodge. Why do people th- they think that he was R.C. Christian? Mm-hmm. Why do they think that he was R.C. Christian? So. I'm not finding anything about him. It says that over the course of an interview, Fenley puts down a few of, of the envelopes from his mysterious pen pal, and the film crew take this hy- opportunity to identify the sender as one Herbert Kirsten of Fort Dodge, Iowa. Oh, there's a documentary. Mm-hmm. Dark Clouds Over Elberton, the true story of the Georgia Guidestones. You can rent it for 74 cents on Amazon. I you're going to say $74. Oh my God, no, for 74 cents on Amazon. I didn't even, and you know what? When, I, I think that's how, really weird it's connected to Iowa, though. Two hours. That is really strange. So what was his mysterious pen pal from Iowa? Herbert Kirsten. I know, but who had these letters from him? Uh, the guy who made them. Hold on. Fendley? Oh, interesting. Which, if you had a pseudonym, why would you sign things with, with your, your real name? name? Yeah, that's weird. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to our two weeks in a row of just open-ended mysteries. <laughs> we have no answers for you. Let us know if you have any theories. You can follow us at Aesthetically Displeasing at Facebook, Aesthetically Displeasing Pod on Instagram, and email us at Aesthetically Displeasing Pod at gmail.com. All right. Talk to you guys next time. Bye.